We're here again, back with But Make It Hallmark. I'm Chingai. I'm here once more with Patty. Hi, Patty. Chingai, I'm not sick of you yet, but I I was just looking at our calendar, and it looks like we have a lot coming up. <laughs> we have a lot to tackle, but we're on it. We're we're getting things done. We're on top of our game. But you know, you know what else I'm not sick of? What? <laughs> Chesapeake Shore, surprisingly. The comeback for season five has been so refreshing. I mean, it was really dragging two years ago. Has it been two years mm-hmm. ago? It's season four. And I was just about like ready to give up hope. Like I wasn't paying attention. And then suddenly they just turned things around. It has been crazy because I really remember how I kind of dreaded Chesapeake Shores because of a certain someone who shall not be named and unfortunately makes appearances still in a memory in this um, season. But season five has been so good. Like, I've been texting you just like, oh my god, why am I enjoying this too much? I'm not used to this. The, the new showrunner has been doing really good work with this and I, I hope they stay on the team. I hope. And I hope like you said, I hope the show never ends. <laughs> I hope so too. So with that, we're going to do a recap of our, I guess, favorite moments or such. We'll go through every character in the family, uh, the O'Briens, and see and catch up with them, how they fared this season. And because we are who we are, we ranked it in order of least favorite to most favorite of the season so sorry if we discuss you in the first half because that means meh but to be fair everything was quite good this season so you and the Mm -hmm. mess were not too meh i will start it off with at number eight uh we get an update on miss megan knee i mean formerly o'brien whatever her family name is now or what will it be in the future? So, Megan, I have to say, the matriarch of this family, who is the impetus for the fostered, or at least the motherless children, O'Brien children, and all the angst that we've had in the past couple of seasons, they've gotten over that in a way. And this season, we see her actually have a bit more character. We see a lot of feistiness in her. She's not so oh, always apologizing. And, and now we see her take up this... Uh, pet project of doing a show for this unknown but like I guess not unknown more of like low-key artist that just happens to live in Chesapeake Shores so she sets up a show for him she fights with some New York art curator who has all these like the rights in perpetuity to his work do I really care not so much but then of course we get like a little love triangleette with her, I don't know, her past in New York or for those X number of years she was gone. Um, but then by the end of the episode and the end of the season, we get this, yeah, we're going to go travel together. I mean, the way she and Mick have been canoodling this season is a bit strange for me to watch. Like, I can only imagine how it feels for her kids. They're in a, they're in a bit of a shock <laughs> when they see their parents spending time together, and I don't blame them. Like it puts them in some, it gives some of them some tra- uh, a bit of trauma response too. Uh, but I like that we see a different a different side of Megan and and see like what life was like outside the marriage, like when she left. And I mean, good for her. She got an offer for the Getty from her fling. <laughs> 
<laughs> then she, she, you know, she wants a second chance at family. And I mean, good for her. She still has like a flourishing art curation career in Chesapeake Shores where like the, the most important people in the world live. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> she, life is good for Megan O'Brien. Okay, we so speaking of trauma responses, uh, the the most uh, traumatized one from the parents' announcement that they were gonna be traveling together was Jess, and I was just about ready to write Jess off because I I felt like she didn't really make an impact in this season. I mean, we I think because we we got so much mm. of her in the last couple of seasons that this season just seemed low key for her, but. Then I remembered, oh yeah, wait, she got married. That's like a major that's a major plot point. And I guess they, they really did like downplay her role in the family because even her wedding didn't seem that big of a deal. There were just too many other things going on. So with Jess, uh, they get married, but then but then husband here gets some drama because his his dad got into some money trouble. And you know, we've met his parents like several times before and you know, they're from a well to do family that yeah, unfortunately has gotten in quite a mess. Um what can I say? The 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 most like striking thing for me was like as soon as Jess got married, they started showing them in bed <laughs> in the bedroom, you know? Cause that never happened when they were running the inn. <laughs> And suddenly, now that they're married, we're allowed. There are so many bedroom shots this season. I kind of forgot that Kevin and Sarah were married. Because I'm like, oh, they're in the bedroom. Oh, wait, they're married already. (laughs) It's okay to show them there because they're married. Yes, they now sleep together. Only now. Um, But yeah, (laughs) Jess's father-in-law has always been a bit sketch. So I'm kind of hoping they do like uh, a Ponzi scheme. Like, like really dive into it but but david does look pretty stressed about it and i kind of felt for him Mm -hmm. like how he just kind of walked into the house opened up a beer and was like fuck so i don't know how much they're going to focus on that but i was actually thinking they would do more about the wedding or maybe i just didn't pay that much attention but yeah it was nice that you know she was debating which sister becomes maid of honor because yeah, I feel for her. I have two sisters. What? I'm not getting married, guys. But like, that is... That is... A, better start thinking I about know. it. <laughs> well, you know what? If one officiates, it's definitely going to be my other sister, Pammy. So, Pammy officiates. Paolo becomes maid of honor. Perfect. Thank you, Jess, for lighting the way for me. <laughs> Speaking of people who have lit the way, Nell is how I want to be living my twilight years because this girl is just... Wow. So, number one... Her accent is all over the place. In some, <laughs> in some scenes, she's very, she's old. very Irish. In other scenes, she's not super Irish, but I love it. Nell can do no wrong. She, I think she's having an affair or going on a date with the painter dude that Megan discovered, rediscovered. Because I totally missed the part where he's now cooperative with Megan because obviously it's because of Nell, right? Like, yeah, she sweet-talked him. Exactly. It's like, I vaguely remember it, but I'm just happy for her. I, I, she looks stunning at, like, the party they had, and she's she's clearly the most overdressed of everyone. It's like, she was her <laughs> party, but I love it. I, I also really liked it when she played secretary to Connor and, uh, and was totally, like, not giving him any clients because she was just trying to, I guess, mediate <laughs> before giving him any clients, which I thought was cute because she really thought that her grandson was a do-gooder. 
But most of all, and we're preempting a bit here, is that she obviously has a pick for not just Megan. So when Megan and her fling get back together, like she really asserts herself as like, I am the mother-in-law. There is no ex-mother-in-law, which is, you know, very feisty of her and I love it. Uh, but she also has her sights set on someone for Abby. Uh, and I like that she made her intentions known and, and who she was supporting. So we'll get to that in a bit, but kudos to Nell. I, I feel like they gave her a bit more screen time this time, and maybe that's why I noticed the inconsistent accent, because before I don't think she got as much attention. Yeah, Nell's role before was really just like muffin maker and <laughs> co- coffee brewer. And now and now she gets an, a nice storyline with a fellow... Irish man, and yeah, I want to see what happens there. <laughs> Protect Nell at all Protect costs. Nell. Let's keep this family intact for for Years to come. as long as we can. Yeah. Okay. Next in the family, this one's a personal favorite of mine. Um, Brendan Penny is my favorite brother in the O'Brien family. Okay, so. We've got a lot happening with Kevin now. So he and Sarah got married last season, and they're trying for a baby now. Um, but it's tough. But she does get pregnant in the middle of this like career shift where you know she's being made lieutenant. Is it lieutenant? Because yeah. the 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 fire chief is like suffering from like neural problems. So anyway, Sarah Sarah gets um gets an office. And that works well because she doesn't um, have to go into the trucks and go into the, you know, line of duty work. But then she she does, unfortunately, uh, suffer from a miscarriage. And it, it's tough for both of them. Like, well, they're first, you know, they're first timers. They don't know what to do. So her way of coping is to just, you know, lock it down, don't say anything. I mean, the family didn't even know that she was pregnant or that at first that they were trying. And when she stops Kevin from spilling the beans and telling anyone, and he's like totally heartbroken, that broke me. Mm. I cried when he just couldn't take it anymore, the pain, and he just opened up to his parents. I mean, a grown man <laughs> who's a who's like a firefighter just showing up and just, like totally breaking down in front of his parents that just broke my heart and he just looked like he was in so much pain i completely felt for them like i wasn't a sarah stan before but i felt bad for them and you know well this is this is the reality and and thank you for bringing miscarriage into the picture because i'm sure a lot of people go through this and never talk about it so yeah good for good for the show but boo for kevin and sarah yeah, no, I was not on the Sarah train either, but she's grown on me, and she really did the character justice this season about trying for a baby, getting the baby only to lose the baby, and having that moment with Megan when, when Megan shared about her miscarriage as well after Jess. Mm-hmm. So I think it was well played. I'm really sad for them. I mean, obviously, this is Chesapeake Shores. They will get a baby one day, whether they adopt. Ooh, maybe they'll adopt. Who knows? But you're right when kevin opened up to his parents and spilled the beans against her wishes you could tell that it was really breaking him that he didn't want to do this he didn't want to disrespect her and what she wanted but he also just didn't know how to cope and i guess it's a testament to how close the o'brien family is and brendan penny is just so good there's this one scene when they're making up after 
him spilling the beans to his parents and they've kind of been like, I guess, on cold shoulder silent treatment where he's changing his shirt. We just get a bit of a sneak peek of Brendan Penny without his top. He puts on a top and she walks in and just gives him a hug. And she's a tall girl, but he's still towered over her. That height differential always kills me. Brendan <laughs> Penny, yes, yes. I, I wish for better and happier storylines for Kevin and Sarah in the next season. What? Is there a next season? I hope so. Because they deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it. Yeah. Good people deserve it. Good people deserve good things. When we're back, our top four moments from Chesapeake Shores Season 5. See you in a bit. And we're back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. I'm still here with Chingai, and we are discussing the O'Brien family and their saga in Season 5 of Chesapeake Shores. If you guys missed the first half, it's been interesting. Shockingly, I still can't get over how I actually really enjoyed the season. And now we go into the back four or our top four favorite characters and their storylines this season. So I'll start off with Bree, who has had many a lover throughout Chesapeake <laughs> Shores. And we get two more. This girl gets action. I love how they just don't stop. Brie can't stop, and I don't blame her. This time around, she is a visiting lecturer and gets offered like a position at a campus to teach, so that keeps her steadily in Chesapeake Shores. But we open the season with her coming back from London or somewhere after the success of her ventures. Is it a play or like a book? The point is she's back in Chesapeake Shores, and she's there to stay for a bit because now she's teaching at a college, a university, whatever. We get two lovers for her. And the first one is a former nemesis who they really stress was such a bully or like someone she really kind of hated. So I was expecting a lot from this guy because I'm like, they're hyping him so much. And well, he wasn't quite on the caliber of Bree's past lovers. So I was just like, meh, meh. I wasn't really considering him. And then we see her second lover in the form of death. <laughs> The once coined Dead Eyes. Dead Eyes is no longer Dead Eyes. He's now Alive Eyes. So, honestly, Chingai has never been a fan of this actor who his name escapes me now, and so I'm Googling it. Steven Hussar. Oh my god, you remember? How could you forget that? You watched his Christmas movie a ton. (laughs) I watched all his Christmas movies. So, Steven Hussar is. Like I mentioned, someone I actually liked, but Chingai was not a fan of. And so we called him Dead Eyes. But his eyes were fucking alive in Chesapeake Church, and we're so happy. Uh, Bree and him form a romance, even if he is an ex-convict. And he actually gets a pretty big storyline because it intersects not just with Mick for um, getting a job at the, <laughs> at the bar with the bridge. Kevin, the bridge. <laughs> With, with Kevin, who helps him get that role. With Connor, who helps him with other things in his life. Because obviously he's on parole and he's having like a, a shitty PO. And then of course with Bree. So he gets like the most parallel time. Which I guess is something for Steven Azar given he is quite a, you know, a regular on the Hallmark channel. I like it though. I like that they put an ex-convict. I mean, what? Uh, I like that obviously he came clean right away to Kevin, to Mick, to Connor, and then he was hesitating with Bree, and I like it that he made it up to her 
after she found out from the fucking professor that he's like, be wary of this guy, um, by writing an essay in her class as she as he audited her class. I thought it was quite sweet. We did focus a lot on him and his battles because and his battle with his parole officer and like his fake results or whatever, the results of his drug tests. But I liked it. I like that we have this new guy that is for Brie. And hopefully with the amount of time we are focusing on him, he's here to stay. I don't know. That's just me though. I think uh, Chesapeake Shores has turned Stephen Azar into like 2021's version of Niall Mater and Tyler Hines for me. <laughs> you know, it's just like turn things around. I was really, I, I was like drinking the Kool Aid about the the bully. Like I was like, who's this guy? He's gotta be. He's gotta be good. And then and then he shows up and we're like, what? <laughs> okay, obviously, um, they're they're disappointing us because somebody else is gonna steal the show. Okay. Next up, we have fun-loving lawyer brother Connor, who's setting up, setting up his own business. That comes later. He works first, right, at a, a law firm, and things get sticky. It's very suits. Like mm. even even like one of the the women in the in the firm who like did him dirty was like very Jessica. For, <laughs> was his name Jessica from yeah, Suits? Right. Anyway, yeah. The the whole point of him working in that firm was like realizing that okay i'm just gonna do my own thing but at least it got him like a a friend slash love interest uh with a paralegal who starts to work for him instead and so connor's um storyline intertwines with breeze because he's there to do a pro bono for for steven hazar he's gonna help the how about the case? But then it stresses him out so much that he gets, uh, according to Patty's notes, a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Connor, you're so young. What's going on? I mean, it's great he has the paralegal to take care of him because, oh my God, he cannot, he cannot go. Nobody's gonna go, okay? Connor has to drink his maintenance meds and just relax. <laughs> like, I know this is Chesapeake Shores and they're not gonna kill him. Like, I know that. But it's still a pretty fucking crazy cliffhanger of a season five ending. Like, I'm like, what? That's it? Like, that's how we end the season with him collapsing after making out with his paralegal. So I'm just like, one, yay, person of color. Yay, interracial, like, relationship. Yay, Connor getting finally a love story that I actually am kind of rooting for. I never rooted for Connor in the past. I didn't give a shit about Connor. And this mm-hmm. season, he really grew in my in my esteem because like helping his dad with the wrongful you know helping his dad with his case teaming up with abby helping Bree's boyfriend like it just felt like he was a much more alive character seeing him sad after he quit his job getting nell to be a secretary like all of these things were like ooh, connor has character and then they give him the heart attack so it's like god damn it guys i i i hope he gets better and healthy they they show us what with a what a good guy he is all season and I guess he just loved too much and that's why his heart <laughs> his heart couldn't take it. <laughs> I feel for him. I, I also couldn't take the fact that Mick is now a fucking drug addict. What is this? <laughs> so let me go back a couple episodes because obviously that's the spoiler for the last episode of the season. Um and Mick has always been someone... The way I wasn't really ever into Megan, I was always into Mick because obviously he's the 
dad that stuck around and raised all these kids and all that sad story. Plus, I love Treat Williams. Treat Williams has is like the grandpa I never had. So I never really got to hang out with my grandpa. So I have the soft spot whenever there's like a grandpa-ish character. Although technically, yeah, he is a grandpa in a way to, to Abby's kids. But guys, he's our number two character for the season because they really gave him a lot of meat. It was so hard to narrow down the things that happened to him because a shit ton of things happened to him. We had this entire framing with like wrongful whatever for the construction company he owns. We meet his brother again, who I love. I love their banter. I love that they went on this hike and they both got like, they fell down a freaking ravine. I'm surprised he's old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then then he gets a, he gets some set of like ashes from a friend he didn't know. Apparently, he was a bartender who he really relied on and talked to about his, you know, when his wife left him. And then on the way to, you know, spreading the freaking ashes of course he does it on his plane because he has a seaplane and then we get the heart attack we thought was a heart attack of the season wherein we thought that oh no did they kill mick off because they couldn't find him and the the plane apparently crashed and blah 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 so then he gets injured and in the final scenes of season five we see mick pop a pill for pain only to pop another pill when clearly it just said take one daily so guys this is obviously like foreshadowing of mick turning into like a druggie or at least someone with really with dependency issues on on pain medications which is again another serious topic that i'm glad hallmark and chesapeake shores is shedding light on but oh no i hope i hope they resolve this quickly because i just want mick to be happy i just want mick to be okay and now we have this oh no i'm so scared Mick has taken care of the family like since since uh Megan dropped the ball. So I I'm not that worried about him. I know that everybody's going to be looking after him. And yeah, let, let, prayers for Nick, for, prayers <laughs> for Mick, guys. <laughs> okay, the biggest surprise here is that the main protagonist protagonist of Chesapeake Shores has become our number one <laughs> storyline of the season. We aren't that big of a fan of Abby and everything that happens to her, even if, I mean, she is the star of the show. But you know what? She, things things picked up this season, and I think that that has a lot to do with her ex, Chase, leaving. The first four episodes was a drag because they kept bringing him back. I mean, it was necessary, I suppose, to to explain why they split and why he's gone. And I mean, they didn't really have to do it for like episode after episode after episode. But I, I'm just glad that it's done because like the season and Abby herself, they it it, it all flies, it soars after Trace is gone. So okay, let, let's forget that and just um, consider what's going on. Yeah, bye. Let's consider what's going on with her now. Uh, she's still working with her dad in the construction business. She's got um, a really busy love life, uh, taking a page from Brie. So she, she's got Grayston Holt from last season still hanging around. He's the teacher of her kids, him and his guitar. My brother and my sister-in-law watched this show, and I remember that they, <laughs> they're still on season four. They, they haven't seen the new stuff, but, but as they, they watch, they text me, and they're like, oh, it's like fake Tom Hardy. <laughs> and that's what they call Grayston Holt. And you know what? We love Grayston Holt. Love I mean, 
yeah, I, I mean, he, he's a teacher. He, he's a good guy. He's the good guy, I think. If there's a good guy, we've got to have a bad guy. And he's not totally he's not totally bad, but he's, he's just kind of bonkers. Let's put it that way. Um, of course, one of America's billionaires happens upon Chesapeake Shores and comes across the O'Briens and becomes a friend of the family, particularly a friend of Nell's. Um, okay, we, we get the big, uh, the big name drop here is Robert... Buckley coming in as Evan. So the billion he's this billionaire who wants to set something up and it's coming into conflict with the business, the, the construction business. And he he just inserts himself into the family, but not in an annoying way. See, that's the thing about Evan. He's a little bit crazy. <laughs> It, it's like, what, what's going on with this guy? Is he is he popping pills? Is he, you know, he's just manic. He's completely manic. And Abby is not used to this energy. <laughs> but he's always around her. He's always showing up at their door. And and I think I think we have to credit um, Robert Buckley for making such a complicated character who, who could easily be super hard to like. He, he's making him charming too. So we get his backstory, you know, how, he, how he's self-made and how he's got some childhood issues. I mean, doesn't everyone? I like that Evan has this go-to guy, his... <laughs> His driver, chauffeur, everything is Mandrake. And I was telling Patty that, you know, the real love story here is the one between Evan and Mandrake. <laughs> Mandrake's just there for him, for everything. And and uh, recently in the news, it just came up that Gunther from Friends died. And uh, rest in peace, Gunther. Uh, Gunther was always known as the seventh friend. And that's what I think of Mandrake. He's like um, an honorary member of the Chesapeake Shores cast now that he's around and I like how he had like um like a moment with Abby when when Evan was uh out on the couch in the home and he couldn't move and Mandrake and Abby just had some conversations about why Evan is the way he is and and that got Abby kind of interested in him she was full full on teacher right she was she she was like totally into the teacher dude and then and then suddenly she talks to Mandrake and and I don't know her he makes her heart flutter I think you see it in her eyes I love Mandrake I love that that's not his name I love that they didn't reveal it I love how manic and random Evan Kincaid is. He is like, everybody is so norm core in Chesapeake Shores and in comes this flashy billionaire that is a fucking weirdo in the best way possible. And yet, he's Nell's choice for his granddaughter, for her granddaughter. I love that. I love that he shakes things up, literally. It takes a actor like Robert Buckley to pull this off because in any other actor... They could have made him European, and I'm already imagining how Hallmark loves doing that rich European <laughs> dude, and I'm glad they didn't, because Robert Buckley has his everyman, like, likable characteristic to him, except he freaking owns a helipad, and, like, he just bought a bungalow, and his bungalow was, like, the seafront mansion with a swimming pool, and yet inside he's a broken little boy who just wants to visit Mick, and Mick tells him, you can just visit without a reason, and I love that. I love that they made him just incredibly vulnerable and like obviously they had to they had to humanize him and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him in the next season please let there be a next season because 
I really liked how they made the daughters of Abby, who we have Googled, are the same kids ever since. That's amazing. How, you know, he bonded with her second child over, like, video game coding. And, of course, teacher, good guy, also bonded with her with, like, guitar lessons. And it's, it's just nice that they're integrating him into the family. It would be such a shame if they just let this one go because, obviously, between Grayston Holt and... Robert Buckley, Robert Buckley would be the quote-unquote bigger name and like a better replacement for he who shall not be named. So I, I like that they're leaning towards him, but I, I hope that they don't let us wait too long because I don't want this to be a will-they-won't-they. They. Come on, give us Abby with this really rich guy because she seems to be able to stand up to him and not just fold whenever he asks her out or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, she's she's not at all intimidated by his billionaire status. More Mandrake, though, because that's what we really want. <laughs> I, I want, like, I think Mandrake would be great with Abby's kids. Like, I don't really care about the kids, but yeah. they're, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to see them growing up, but I think Mandrake and the kids would, would be a good, um, yeah. That would be fun. Good part of the next season. <laughs> And guys, we don't know if there's an next season yet. I don't think there's been an announcement as of recording, but we're looking forward to it because honestly, this has been the, one of the best seasons of Chesapeake Shores. And whenever I watch it on Friendly and you have a different intro music than the music on Netflix, mm. it's, always, it's always just mm. a nice, like, ooh, it's back. In I'm the- coming home. Exactly. Anyway, when we're back, because it is what it is, we have Mary Kill, Chesapeake Shores Edition. <laughs> okay, here we are with Fuck Mary Kill, Chesapeake Shores Edition. I'm looking at our go- shared Google Sheet, and Patty has already filled in the blanks. <laughs> I've left mine empty because I'm going to be a little daredevil and leave this up to the last minute because I have not thought about this, but I have a feeling I know who I'm going to pick. Let's start with the kills. (laughs) I'm so sorry to Megan O'Brien. I know she improved this season, but she is still my kill, which is consistent. At least she's consistent in a character that like they just haven't made me like her. Uh, maybe I feel like I relate to her kids and the abandonment issues they had growing up. So, sorry, Megan, I'm going to have to kill you. And maybe next season, I just will ignore you, which is better than being killed. But yeah, I'm just, just, she can go to the kitty. She can go give Mick a new love, lover, who... Like, someone in the town. Oh my I god, a nurse. When he goes right? to a rehab facility. <gasps> <gasps> someone in Scandal. rehab. Yeah. I love it. I love it already. Who are you uh, killing, Chingai? I'm killing Connor's old law firm. Because oh. they are bad people. <laughs> they think they're such big shots. They think they're just they're such big shots. And they're not. Okay. I mean, they're they're just they're shady, and they gave him the heart attack, and and they they just need to stop, stop, stop fooling around with the O'Briens. They need to be disbarred with what they did. To Absolutely. Be so, fuck you, DLP. We are going to kill you. Right. Next. Okay, who are you gonna fuck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there are so many men on this show, so I'm once again entering into a threesome with. <laughs> Evan, when his, he's manic, because I don't think I could marry that, but I think it would be fun as, you know, as a fuck. So, manic Evan, Robert Buckley, any day of the week. 
But then I'd like to balance it out also with a slightly pity fuck for Connor post heart attack. Like just make sure that he's ready for you. Exactly, exactly. Make sure he's healed. I will remind him to take his statins and then we can fuck. And it's really just more of like a pity because I feel like he needs to just be like more joyful and happier in his life. And maybe a fuck with me would make him a bit happier and it would make me happy too because wow, Connor has stepped up this season and he's actually quite attractive to me now. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> no, I'm changing something, but yeah. Um, all right, all who right. Are you, who are you fucking? Chingari? I'm fucking the art teacher. <laughs> I don't like sentimental guys so much, and, and I think that he he's like veering into super sentimental territory, but but not quite just yet. So yeah, I I I think he he needs a bit of excitement in his life, <laughs> and maybe so do I. So <laughs> Grace and Alden and I can get together. <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't choose Dead Eyes. If you wanted excitement for the next con. Um, I mean, he has come alive, but... Not enough. But, but not... He, we talk about him like he's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I totally forgot about him when I was making this list. Because my short list for Mary was Mandrake and Kevin. <laughs> because they're just overall good guys. And then I realized Dead Eyes was now in the cast. So maybe I'll put him as a runner-up because let's be real. Like I think introducing my parents to an ex-con would probably <laughs> like just really, really give my parents a heart attack, and we don't want that. But that eyes is handsome, so I'm gonna give him a chance next season, maybe to see how he's reformed and really see how he becomes a good member of society, and that he doesn't go back on you know he doesn't break parole. So I would then say I would marry Mandrake because I think he was such a kind soul. And he likes to take care of people, so yeah, please take care of me. And he'd be my like, needs. he'd be like the dad in Sabrina, you know. <gasps> he he's uh, like secretly a millionaire because yeah. he he listens he to trades. his boss's yeah. advice. Yeah, so I I think yeah. I think you're you're picking Solid well. Solid investment. Solid yeah. investment. <laughs> I I don't think this is a good choice at all, but you know what? Logic is out. Off the question here, I am marrying the billionaire. I'm marrying Evan. <laughs> All my morals are flying out of the coop because I I can't. Robert Buckley, he's so cute, mm, he's and cute. yeah, I, he's just so charming. And and you're right, he brings that little boy little boy energy into the into the mix that I just I just cannot resist at least he's not launching rockets into space just yet and not yet. yeah that, that's probably the deal breaker yeah oh, no <laughs> that's why that's how they're gonna get rid of him in the next season don't say says, that I'm gonna, go to, I'm gonna go to space <laughs> <laughs> well let's just pray that they do bring everybody back because we can't wait to find out what's gonna happen next like um Chesapeake Shores is has this like Grey's Anatomy-esque resurgence and we're here for it. We love it so much. We want to hear what you think about Chesapeake Shore Season 5 and your hopes for Season 6. Do let us know on our socials at MakeItHallmark on Twitter and at ButMakeItHallmark on Instagram. Guys, I can't believe two, two seasons and I still don't know which one is which. But thank you for following us. If you haven't, please do like, subscribe, and share with friends. And hopefully we see you guys next time because, guys, this is Christmas. it. <laughs>
Thanks, thanks, Jingai, for for joining me once again, and thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time. On, thanks. Yeah. Merry Christmas, then. Merry Christmas in <laughs> advance. Bye. <laughs>